0: Offers and contests. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the code CLNS50 when you go to BetOnline.ag. Once again, BetOnline.ag code CLNS50 to get you fifty percent off your initial deposit. A lot of times, I add a lot of salt to it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're here. We're talking about shepherd's pie because that's what we're doing. The top prior to the start of the post game show. I don't know. I'm tired.
1: Let's yeah. start
2: by saying, let's start by saying happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody out there. Um, Celtics didn't hold up their end of the bargain on St. Patrick's Day of all days, but um, we will try not to let it ruin, ruin the day. I'll say this. I'm having a better St. Patrick's Day than I did last St. Patrick's Day when it was like the start of COVID and Tom Brady was like, oh, by the way, I'm out. Like, so oh, is that, on that day? Yeah. yeah. And was we, it on St. Patrick's we, Day? It was on St. Patrick's Day, and I, I'll never forget it. I was on – I was – I'm not going to get into it, but I'll just never forget how bad that day was. But today's better. Celtics couldn't hold it up on their end, but we're moving on.
0: Uh, what do you guys – do you want to start at the beginning or start at the end? End.
2: Why don't you skip the game?
0: Well, the first half no. was a disaster. Should we, get, should we get right to Bobby crying about they have to do something, or do we, do we want to wait a little on that? We can do that. We'll five minutes. We'll do five minutes bit. on the game. All right. So, all right. Let's let's start at the end. I, you know, it, it, again, the end matters. It's hard. Look, I, I don't even know. I mean, they they clearly didn't come out to play, um, and, and they were just sleepwalking. I thought it was clear. It's. I felt like they read the articles written about them last night. Um, and like they tried to play, I don't know what they tried to do, but they jacked a ton of threes. And I know that that was a criticism that they weren't taking enough of them. And it looked like they went out of their way to take a bunch of threes. They just weren't really falling. Um, they just didn't, the, the effort on the first half was just atrocious. I mean, that was a really bad, that first quarter was, it was just awful. They just, they just didn't show up. We'll get into the, I know you guys said, start with the late. I did want to start at the beginning. Like, how do you come out like that?
2: little tired maybe i mean i know that's like an excuse obviously but it was second night of a back-to-back on the road no kemba walker um they stink to begin with uh what else um again slow start from from tatum and brown right i mean isn't that what it always what it always comes comes down to i mean tatum was on fire there uh late in the game i mean he was you know he was you know all-star tatum but again it, it feels like it takes these guys a half to get into the game.
0: Yeah, I mean, Jalen did it in the third, Tatum in the fourth. But, but yeah, nothing in the first half. I mean, they can't can't shoot and they can't defend. So you can't come out and play with no effort. But go ahead, Josue. No, I think you can say that. But also, I mean, let's face it.
1: And and I don't know this anonymous player that said it. I mean, Goodman had the scoop, right? Like, these guys have a target on their back. So I I think when teams see Tatum and Brown struggling – They just get amped up. I mean, listen, Colin Sexton, Darius Garland. I'm like, these are two proven scores. And you don't think they've done their homework? I mean, let's face it. This isn't the first time back, you know, guys in the backcourt have gone nuts against the Celtics. And you get that opportunity in the first quarter. And I just think they, they just not... Listen, teams aren't afraid of the Celtics. I think that's what it is. So if the Celtics don't come out with that intensity on defense, then they see the green light and they go nuts, specifically on the road, and especially when you have top-notch scores. Well, I, okay, listen, we're not going to call them top-notch scores, but, I mean, they'll put up 20 a night any given night. And when they see the Celtics and Jason Tatum, they see an opportunity to prove themselves. And I think that's what, that's what we saw. I mean, listen, yeah, they got out to a slow start, Tatum and Brown, but also let's not – Forget the fact that the, the Cavs punched them in the mouth and they grabbed that lead quickly and they had, they had a steady lead throughout most of that first half. I mean, they were comfortable out there. The Celtics don't make teams uncomfortable. That's the problem.
3: Yeah, they, they don't get out in transition enough. I think quite a few of their problems stem from that slow start. So Marcus Smart had to end up taking most of the respons- offensive responsibilities throughout this one. And you know, we often see how that goes. It got them back into it a little bit late. But it wasn't a recipe for success, and I thought once you get behind on the offensive end, you lose some of that defensive intensity. So both their issues on both sides of the floor leaked into each other, specifically for Smart, who I thought was so bad defensively in this one, getting torched by those guards, who can be great on some nights. I think those guys have potential, Sexton and Garland, but the ceiling's not massive for either of them. I don't see Lillard or you know high-level guards for either of those guys. They're, they're quality guards. They're inefficient. They shoot in the low 40s. They're 38% three-point shooters, so sometimes they can go off from that aspect. But the defense wasn't good enough tonight, and a large part of it was because they were jacking so many shots. They weren't moving offensively. They were missing a ton of shots, so they were giving feedouts for Cleveland to get out in transition. And as they've done all season, they gave up points look, in the paint after points in the paint.
0: Look, the, the stat of the night is the Jays took 50 shots, 50 shots, okay? They, they they were five for twenty three from three. Okay, just inefficient offense. Okay, they're just jacking threes and they just didn't hit. Uh, missing all game free throws off.
3: still. Everything. A couple games ago, just, they did that as well. That's the
0: the the those are the those are the stat lines of um, you know, guys who put up twenty something on losing teams. You know that that's that's what you see, and th- those are those are those are loser stat lines. Okay, and like yeah. they both. It, and it's unfair. I mean, again, the, they played well in, against Utah, you know, better than they did tonight. They both played not great tonight. And they just jacked a ton of shots. They didn't go in. Um, and that's what you have. You know, it's, again, it's, you know.
2: It, I mean, I didn't think they shot awful. They just, they had a, this was really, really cold in the first half. I mean, obviously, yeah. I mean, if you look at the two uh, three-pointers, um, Jalen Brown was two for ten. So, obviously, that's horrific. But aside from that I wasn't like oh my god these guys are No you're damned if you do damned
0: it. if you don't if they pass to people we're like what the hell are they having grand well, shoot the for they're, right. they're screwed like they're screwed you they want
2: them to shoot but if if they're not shooting 40 to 50% then you know this a game like this happens you know especially if you're not playing defense that you're capable of playing it felt like in the second half they came alive but I give credit to the Cavs they didn't you know they they didn't give up you know they 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 kept hitting big shots too and, and and you know, they were aggressive and you know, Sexton, you know, got, got a little bit going there later in the game once he, he was quiet for a bit. So I mean you give a bad team you give a bad team hope, they're not really a bad team anymore. And that's kind of what the Celtics did and what they've done.
0: Let me ask you this, for anybody. I, I, I understand the conundrum here with the Jays is of course, we argue when they don't, I mean, we, we blame them when they don't shoot, you know, we blame them when they do, they're in a tough spot, <laughs> but I don't know if they understand the concept of making your team better in terms yeah. of they, they, that's, that's kind of what it comes down to. There's, it's one thing to say to just decide to not shoot on this possession versus mm-hmm. actively trying to work other people into the offense. Do you think when those guys have the ball that their primary thought is, how am I going to get the ball to somebody in a scoring position on this play, or they're thinking, how am I going to get mine? And not mine because they want the stats, mine because that's how they're wired to play. You know, Jalen Brown, when he starts to go, he's not looking for a dump off. I mean, how many times have you seen him start going to the basket and he dishes ever very very rarely okay it's a it's a straight go so it's yeah. I and that's what I, I that's why I think people don't get like sometimes they'll get some assist numbers and it happens but again there's a difference between just not shooting every time down and actively trying right. to make your teammates better I don't know that they're doing it enough um it's so true. I don't know how those guys would do um you know if if, if, if it went a little differently I, I I really don't know I really don't know
1: no, I'm with you, John. I, I agree with that. I, I think you're spot on because I, I, think, I think a lot of vision time, when they have the ball. That's it. I, I I think put it this way, going into that fourth quarter and listen, I get it. Tatum went five for five in that beginning, you know, stretch of that of that fourth quarter. You're like, OK, here we go. Here, here comes the Celtics. But at the same time, you do going into that fourth quarter. These guys are not going to look to their teammates and say, all right, let's all you know get together and try to come back here because they're like, listen, this is the Cleveland Cavaliers. We have to take over this one, all right? This isn't, you know, a, a, one of the top teams in the NBA, so now it's up to us to take over. And I, and I definitely thought uh, saw that. But honestly, John, I'm thinking that maybe these two could pull it off tonight. You know, I'll be honest. I'll, I'll, I'll keep it 100 because, honestly, Jalen Brown, that fifth one in a row, he gave that look to Jason Tatum. You know, I was like, you know what, Jalen, I, I respected that because he recognized that, that, that Tatum was hot. And you know what? I was I got to go in the third quarter, but I'm gonna keep Tatum going. And I thought that was really, you know, that, that was a good representation of of their relationship in the sense that that they were able to work off of each other. But in the end of the day, you know, when the Cats really got going, they panicked. And they took they took bad shots, you know. So yes, they're not in that spot where you can say, okay, Tatum and Brown are gonna save the day. You know, nine times out of 10, you know, and that's a problem for this team, obviously, because we're talking about a 500 team and they they rely heavily on those two all stars. So when they're when they're up against a, a double digit deficit in the fourth quarter, it's not always guaranteed, even if Jason Tatum goes five for five to start the quarter that the Celtics are going to be able to pull that one out. Yep.
3: Yeah, I think the offense is kind of set up for those limitations that they have in those games. It's a ton of isolation. It's a ton of direct action. And you see Tatum and Brown get most of their assists off either kickouts in the lane, when the defense collapses, maybe some rolling bigs here or there, specifically when Rob's in the game. But there isn't a high level of movement. And that starts with them, but it also stems from other players who are more stagnant around them, guys that don't move, guys that aren't positionally aware on the floor. Smart helps that. Somewhat, I think we've seen the offense get a little better since his return, especially well, since he can facilitate. But yeah. beyond that, that's it. But why move though? That's the thing. Is this is where it gets like? Do
0: you see them hitting a lot of? I mean, outside of Rob who who and and Marcus who find guys going back door and things like that, and are looking. I mean, the two guys who try to set people up, I mean, amazingly, are smart and and Rob Williams, uh, yeah, you know, which is which is uh, which is unreal to me, uh, but. <laughs> but it is wow. first. How many, guys, mentioned. how many guys are cutting because they think like, Oh, Tatum's going to find me like nobody, you know, like you talk about stagnation. Like, I just don't think you do that. You, We've all played some level of basketball to the point where like, you know who you're on the court with. And you're like, I make a sharp cut here and I get my man leaning and I go back door. He's going to find me. He's going to, you know, so you're, you're looking for these opportunities. You're like, this is how I'm going to get the ball in my hands. I just don't know what the point of it is here. It's, if this is an isolation offense. I mean, you look at the you look at the end of the game and how this goes down. It's 100 to 96. What happens? They hand the ball to Tatum. He's dribbling against three guys trapped in the corner. That whole possession, you're like, this is going to end badly. And he takes a yeah, really he, poor shot. They go the other know, way man. and score. Then Brown misses a friggin' early in the shot clock three. A Coro with the dunk and one ball game. That's it. Four goes to nine, and that was it. You know, right. just just ugly stuff. And again, you want them taking the shots, but I mean the degree of difficulty on the shots, the forces never looking around for other people, you know, and again, I, I get it. There's plenty in the comments right now saying, what do you want them to do? I don't know. You know, you, you don't, you don't really know. Uh, it seems like they're cursed either way. Yeah.
3: yeah,
1: no, that's, that's, that's sort of, yeah, that's sort of spot on here. Because when you think about it in those situations, I mean, they're not going to look to those guys unless there's four, four seconds on the shot clock and they're triple teamed. I mean, let's face it, guys, those role players, that's when they, that's when they're they're ready to catch and shoot because otherwise they know that at the end of the day, Tatum and Brown, especially when they're in panic mode, are gonna are gonna uh, try to take things into their own hands. They're only looking for their teammates and those opportunities when there's you know little to, to, to no no more time left on the shot clock.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, people no are mistake. mad here. People are mad here in the comments. It is hard to blame the Jays. You're not again. They're dra- They're graded on a curve, guys. That you're either two stars that can transcend you know some mediocre lineups and get your team through tough times or you're the two you're the two guys who get stats on a bad team you're one of those two right you know Mm -hmm. every team has a couple of ball players like this you know not every team but there's a lot of there's a lot of teams with with a tandem of stars right now and some are you know and some have better supporting cast than others but right now they're trending towards you know, just being able to just do this with this with this group and not much else. I know they need a facelift, and I know, Bobby, you're dying for something here. I don't know what makes this better right now. I really don't know. I don't know that one player makes – one other player standing around waiting for his turn to score. I don't know if that makes it better. Bobby's, I mean, maybe Bobby's about to trade a whole bench
3: depth. right now. I don't know. Bobby's
1: about to trade a whole second unit. Get him out of here.
3: I don't know what else you do at this point because what's what's going on right now isn't working. So we, we can have that discussion again later, but it's, it's one of two directions at this point, either free up younger players on the roster for more opportunity, more minutes and hope that they can fill those roles better. Or you consolidate minutes of a grant of a semi of those guys who again, Fairly empty minutes tonight, especially Semi in that starting lineup. That, that starting lineup, I know going into the game before this, bef- the game before this, that had actually been their best lineup uh, that had played at least 20 minutes together. They were like a plus 36, but you didn't see it in that game. Um, beyond that, Kemba, y- you see the importance of him every single night he misses. Yeah, you just, just hands. Yeah. It's not. A, it's not
0: Bobby, it's not – I mean, and again – I know everybody's mad that we're criticizing the Jays. It as what Joe Suede, what Joe said earlier, alluding to the Goodman comment. That's part of this. That's the story right now. When you don't have Kemba out there, you really have no one. The pressure is all on those guys to score. It is not. I'd love to. I'd love to see the numbers on the Kemba back-to-backs. For, for what the for what the Jays have shooting percentage-wise because it's so easy to key on them. They're going to take contested shots. The entire defense is, is focused on them, so it's always going to be harder in these games, always going to be harder because, you you know, with Kemba out there, you get to, you usually have two scorers on the floor at, at, at any given time. Here with these guys, they've just got to carry the water, and they, they did in a couple periods. Like I said, Jalen in the third, Jason in the fourth, but all game long, it's the, all the focus is on them, and there's no other options. There's no options out there.
2: Yeah, I, mean, I was, I was going to say, let's not forget, Kemba Walker didn't play tonight. So they probably win that game with Kemba Walker, but it just goes back to the fact that they're just not a deep team, and they, they literally need every guy, like all hands on deck, in order for them to compete, even with teams that aren't even playoff teams, right? So um, that's why I've been saying that I don't think you know just bringing in a depth guy is worth you know all this <laughs> all these assets because i just don't know <laughs> i just don't know if that's enough to put them over the over the top well i do know it's definitely not enough yeah. <laughs> so yeah i mean everything you guys said is is, is on the mark um but yeah I'm, I'm not gonna i'm not gonna necessarily criticize i'm not gonna overly criticize them but i will say that their their inconsistency Starting games has become a real problem because, I mean, what is was it like, 18 points I think coming out of the first quarter, and you know it's just not a good way to set the tone. You know, you want to put it, you want to, you want to sort of like punch a bad team in the mouth early on. Like you don't want to, you don't want to get their hopes up and get them in a, in a little bit of a groove. I mean, you know, look at looking looking at the Cavs roster. I mean, they had guys performing tonight that you know it's just typical. You know, that random dude goes off against the Celtics. I'm not saying it was to that extent, but. I mean a guy like Garland for example 25 points you know and he was Yeah this, this is the worst they got back. lit up
3: by the worst offense in the NBA Oh right. god
2: it, you also get Curl, it, it's, it's fifteen. Yeah. you know
0: it's amazing,
2: amazing. Yeah, and and they, and they let it happen I mean that that's the thing is you know there's no denying that you know the Celtics talent wise at least at the top absolutely murders the Cavs you know and and This they, is where it's just,
3: getting frustrating they have the talent to defend, don't they? I mean, this is all yes. belief and commitment to that end of the floor. There's not – Well, Kemba is the only guy you would look at and say, there's a weak link Well, the Jays yeah,
1: have no, – I was going to say, Bobby, he's been the one who's been crushing
3: on he's that. He's the one – yeah. He, he has yeah. the most commitment and attention to detail. Smart, Brown, and Tatum. The Jays have progressed
0: horribly on defense. Horribly. They really have. T- uh, Brown
3: is – Brown is
0: horrible. Is, right that now, I mean. is that a superstar
2: thing? That a superstar thing? That's Good.
0: what worries me now. Is like great. I, that's what I hate about that. I hate that. It yeah. all goes
3: back to Thompson's comments. My least favorite comments of the year. That we're playing for something bigger. Uh, you know, yeah, we you don't we that, don't come probably. out and put all that. He he started naming teams like Detroit, Sacramento that you know are putting all their energy and effort into these games to knock them off, and it's like. <laughs> That's what it takes in the regular season. Jalen Jalen's Jaylen, Jalen's <laughs>
0: effort and ability on the <laughs> defensive imagine. side has been rough. I mean, I remember uh yesterday there's a couple times where he's up, he's up on Mitchell and Mitchell went by him like he was standing still. I mean, yeah. embarrassing, embarrassing breakdown. Yeah, you you saw like, that
3: stuff with Smart tonight.
0: Uh, and smart too i look i've been i've always said this about smart smart to me is an opportunistic defender um but yeah. he's not a great one-on-one defender and he's not great keeping quicker players in front of him that's not his thing that's not what he does he's sneaky he's got quick hands uh you know he can trap he's smart he's heady he cuts off passing lanes he does a lot of good things he is not a you know he fights through screens he's tough takes charges all of that stuff he does not keep quick guys in front of him he can't do it it, it, you yeah, know, Johnson, gets,
1: you've been, you've been saying that for about two years now. That's true. Yes. It's accurate. It's accurate. Yeah.
0: It's accurate. I think he's way overrated. He does a lot of great things defensively. He's not a great one-on-one defender. He's not a, you know, slap the floor and let's go. You know, yeah. you know, I, I got you sort of guy. It's just not his thing. I, I always, neither I, is Jalen, and he should yeah,
1: be. With, with Smart, I always think it's, it's more the intensity. It's the attitude. It's the effort. It's the, like you said, like, you know, whether it's taking a charge or getting in the middle of, a, you know, breaking up a mm. screen, you know, it's that, it's like the 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 annoying uh, you know, aggravating things that scorers can't stand that he does to the point where, in that fourth quarter, he gets under your skin, like so. But yeah, I'm with you though. Pure staying in front of someone or one of the quicker guards in the NBA, yeah, in an open space, it's, it's not great for Marcus.
3: So I, I did some rapid fire research on thank you those Kemba situations when he's out, and they have lost five straight in those situations now. There hey, you go, Bobby. And, and you're just about right. So tonight it came down to. What, 11-24, 11-26? They were just under 50%, but that Atlanta blood, it was 20-37%. and 37%. Uh, Atlanta, The first Atlanta game that they lost at home, it was 52-30, a little better, but Pritchard plays a lot in that game. Detroit lost, the Sadiq Bay game. It's 52-41, and 41, not bad, but Pritchard <laughs> plays a lot. And then that Sacramento game, 38-42, and 42, not great. It was Tremont Waters on the ball in that game and it was kind of inconsistent results for him there. So the question seems to be, when Kemba's out, who jumps in that point guard spot? Pritchard had been doing a good job for a while, and I think that's why the offense was hanging on early in the year. So that's something – we haven't talked about it a ton, but why is Pritchard out of this rotation? Well, he he wasn't tonight. Yeah, yeah Was no, he the first guy out of the it. bench No,
0: no, no. Well,
1: no, he's Bobby, not out run. of it,
3: but he's not, he's not as involved. Bobby he was wrong, the first hey, guy off said, the bench
0: tonight, I think.
1: Yeah, minutes. Bobby asked the wrong question, though. The question is, why, why is Jeff Teague playing 15 minutes? Like, listen, if you're doing something in that first seven, eight minutes, all right, I'm with you. Let, ride with him. But, I mean, if he's not giving you much, uh, I mean, it's, I, I don't understand it down the stretch. He, he played a lot.
0: Teague was the – I mean, look, the real test is, when, in the Kemba games, why does Teague play at all? And this was my rant prior to the game. And again, I, we got to all get there at this point. What's being gained by grant minutes, semi minutes? We've been saying this from this I've been saying this all year. What's being gained? Nothing. Like Honestly though, you have to see and, Again, Bobby, you made the uh you made the money ball analogy last game and some writer picked it up today. I swear you really I think do somebody somebody took it from you somebody grabbed it and and mentioned it but you made it last night it's a good one i don't know if danny goes out and trades people but danny's got to walk into that office and say brad i love you buddy and i know you're trying to win games but i really 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 it's i'm not you're not going to get fired it's okay but you got to start playing you, we got to see what we have in Neesmith, Romeo when he comes back, Pritchard. You got to cut the Teague minutes, cut the Grant minutes. If it costs us a game or two, no big deal. We got to see what we have in these guys. And again, because one, they'll either have greater value to you than the guys you're currently playing. And two, you may be developing assets heading into the offseason. Like you can't go this whole year just trying to win a ball game or two by playing Grant 15, 20 minutes a game, Teague 15, 20 minutes a game. Make You gain nothing from it.
1: Yeah, but you don't think Teague, especially in this season, especially against a team like the Cleveland Cavaliers, you don't think they're going to make sure he gets at least 10 to 15 minutes? Just I – I don't know. I don't want to use the word showcase, but just to show people, hey, this guy can give you a little yeah,
3: something. There's no there's no Teague showcase. I mean, a few you weeks ago, we thought – he was on the mean, bench. He was on the bench completely out of the rotation a couple weeks ago, and we thought he was going to be gone at this point, right after that deadline that you can actually cut bait with him, which passed a couple weeks ago. We thought like there maybe be a bio guy in here. You'd be dumping him for a roster spot in a trade or something. But is he going to be on the roster all year? I mean, if they don't make a move, that's that seems like a possibility. Just play the guys, man. The the, the look. You've got your you're
0: starting when Smart's back. Your starting five should be the Jays: Smart, Kemba, and Rob. Okay. And I don't want to hear it. Okay. I don't want to argue anymore about it. Okay. <laughs> it's obvious right now. And then you have Tice. You have Romeo, you have Neesmith, you have Pritchard. And if anybody else plays, that's fine. But that's nine players. That's all you should be playing, really, at this point. And you get into games later in the year where you need to win or positioning and this and that, of course. And that doesn't mean only nine. That's just well, the nine Thompson I want to too. see right
2: now. Thompson that's, will play, obviously. And Thompson,
0: yeah. of course. That's ten players. That's more than enough. If And it's not like you're sacrificing a lot by playing. You're not like sitting guys who are like, oh, these guys really got to play. Yeah. Emmy and Grant
3: don't need to play you're, you stand to gain so much more by playing the antique But at this point, John, what you're mentioning is a playoff rotation and they're going to start a playoff rotation in early March. That's the thing here. Then they can't drive Tatum and Brown 40 minutes every single night, which they've done tonight. And then they did yesterday just to try to scrap out these wins. I think that's what's driven Tatum and Brown into the ground all years. They've extended. There haven't been any blowouts this year where those guys can get a rest and sit down and relax. They can't sit out games. They haven't been hurt. Well, a they, the like
0: they should be able to sit out a game, and then you should just let the other guys play. There, we should have had well, at least, a loss. at least in this season,
3: there should have been. They can't afford to do that at twenty and twenty.
0: But you're losing anyway. There should be two or three games where these are the Neesmith Pritchard games where they start and they play thirty-five minutes, and the Jays sit, and that that automatically, and beyond working them into the rotation for ten to fifteen minutes a night, easy where we were with oh, these no, what,
1: what, what championship contender are you watching like that's a championship contender like yes. that's what the Lakers do that's every not gonna happen that's, that's not gonna not happen, happen. That's, that. happen. That's, that's, that's like
2: what we tell that's like what we tell Bobby like they're not gonna tank they're not gonna punt like listen I'm all for like arresting a guy like everyone in they the league like, anyway does guys except Brett. I know but that it's besides how many point, games did lose, I say sit lose.
0: these guys and they lost them quite a few
2: Sure. I mean, they, they should. Pre- I think they probably will sit. You know, maybe some guys down the stretch as they do prepare for the playoffs, if they make the playoffs. I mean, this game tonight's not a great yeah. example. You don't. You didn't have Langford. You didn't have Thompson. You didn't have Kemba Walker. Yeah, that's the so, thing
3: too. You don't have all okay. these other guys night in and night out.
2: Right. So of course you're gonna have minutes are gonna tick up for a guy like Grant or Teague or whatnot. Right. So you know, I I think they do still want to see what they have in Grant. I don't think they're giving up on him. I hate to say what? it. What? They're not. I mean, clearly they're not. <laughs> if they, if there is no option for you guys. You guys hate every
3: single option. I guess it's fair because there's no great option for I this guy. Are we Grant. wrong? If if, if they're going to stand pat like you guys want them to, Grant's going to start playing a lot because you he's going to need to be part
0: of that rotation.
3: Okay, that I'll ask
0: you this now. Was was, was P.J. Tucker worth a first-round pick to you? <sighs> On this team. Is that – do you – I maybe. recognize first-round picks might turn into nothing. Are you kidding me? You'd give up a first-round pick for P.J. Tucker on this team right now to do what? I would Finish think about four it. games over five hundred. What? What yeah. is that
2: going to do right. for you? Well, they flipped first-round picks, right? Isn't that how it went, kind of? Like they traded a pick for – Oh, is that, it? I, think well, that was, it? I think
1: that's what you meant by maybe. You may You may
3: give up a first-round pick.
0: Ugh. Trevor Ariza? Bobby's so upset about that.
3: Just because the cost oh, is so Reza. low, all you hear from the Celtics is the, the prices are high around the league. And then you see a second rounder and Myers Leonard get that done. I'm not saying try, Trevor Reza would change the Celtics, but it just goes to show there's certain moves, there's certain swap-outs that you could do on this roster here if you're willing to give up picks. And that's why I keep going back to picks. PJ what Token are you doing Nick with those? 0.0 difference. Hey, let's see how he does on the Bucks because I all think it's buy. pretty evident he hasn't committed – to the Rockets this year and they had to send him home because of that. Although there's a case that he could be done. He, he was pretty bad this year. He's got I, I, that guy's got a YMCA body,
0: you know, like he makes I he makes he, Grant look good.
2: <laughs> I mean, Danny's pretty much already said that like he knows that they're they're further away than what you know bringing in a, a bench guy is gonna do. So he's he's not gonna make a trade like that. He's pretty much told you that. Like he goes on the radio and says, like, yeah, we're probably not gonna do that. Like we're we getting though. Defenders. Yeah,
3: because there is a case that one of those guys would be better than one of the Celtics Spence guys. Certainly, Teague, as we toss his name around. Uh, yeah. How many different sure. guys would you like to swap out Teague for? Point guards, in particular, like think of swapping out Teague for George Hill. and we're going to get into smaller names at this point because we're all Who's in our doing that.
2: Thunder <laughs> want a lot of
3: picks. Just start sending those picks out. <laughs> it's exhausting. Talking about these trades, <laughs> Who, who's going to? I got a whole bag of ideas back. Who's going to take week.
0: Grant or Teague from you? This this is like like I said, these are we. This Myers Leonard. This, this is a wei <laughs> no, collar a cat. trade.
2: tricky for Cap.
0: There's a reason Trevor Ariza's on his tenth team, guys. Okay.
3: <laughs> yeah, he's old.
0: move, though. That's
1: what it is. I saw him.
3: Uh, I saw him in the locker room. Probably about a year ago, right before the pandemic ended, and he wasn't playing with that Blazers team, and he was just kind of walking around looking Boy, like a coach. I was like, "Is, is this guy still playing?" <laughs> He's like Haslam, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. He's the new Haslam. I mean, he was, he was on that 09 Lakers team. He's been around forever.
2: Wow, I covered that series.
3: No, that was the Magic Lakers series.
2: Oh, yeah,
3: yeah. Oh, I, I thought that you were talking. Oh nine. Yeah, that's what I meant.
2: Man.
1: Anyways. You were really that crazy about a reason? I'm kinda of surprised.
2: No, uh, I think it, what Bobby's saying Bobby's not really crazy
1: about. Let think, me let me I should I should reference that by saying after I'm taking, our taking I'm taking thirty. Our 30s young conversation. After our thaddy's young conversation, I'm surprised.
3: So Thad yeah. Young's a name I dug a little bit on today around both circles. And if you look at the standings The Bulls are a game behind the Celtics. And after tonight, depending on how the Bulls game went, I mean, they could be a half game back of the Celtics. So why are the Bulls selling to the Celtics when they might be better than the Celtics? I mean, particularly offensively, the Bulls have a top 10 real deal offense. They fully believe they're going to make these playoffs with Billy Donovan in there and Zach Levine playing at a near all-NBA level. So Thad Youngtree might be dead because the Bulls might be better than the Celtics.
2: Right. I mean, you don't, when you, when those Thad Young rumors were kind of coming around, nobody was anticipating the Bulls and the Celtics like flipping, you know, spots, I guess, in the standings, right? Um, If the Bulls are all of a sudden going from a pretender to a team that's trying to make the playoffs, then, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe they're not trying to be sellers. Maybe they are going to stand patent, try to build. Let me put
3: this in perspective right now because this is where the Celtics are. They are tied with the Hawks for the sixth seed. So they're in the seventh seed with the tiebreaker. And they're a half game up on the Knicks are the eighth seed. And then the Bulls are just a game and a half back. They end up losing tonight. So they are legitimately on the edge of the playoffs. If you're that seven or eight seed this year, right, you're playing that play-in round. So you might not even get into the playoffs if you're in that seven or eight seed. You know, wait, that's where the team is right now.
2: Like right now. I'm not gonna get hung up. I'm not gonna get too hung up on like a game or two. I mean, this ahead of you, and they're the fourth seed. So I mean, really, anything yeah. can change. But your point being, there's you know a lot of teams sort of with a chance to make this these playoffs. So you might even have less sellers than you typically would. I don't. I don't know. I mean, even even the Cavs. I mean, as bad as they are, they they you know they're not they're not out of the playoffs. Eh, even. they're they're, they're further
3: out of it there. than some of these teams. Yeah, but Bob, Bobby four like. Games but, back. But, a week ago, the Heat were like 11th, you know? Like- yeah. No, you can turn around, but I, w- I don't envision that being the Cavs. I don't envision that being no, the I Wizards. Don't. But there are teams like the Raptors, like the Bulls, who you could easily see making the playoffs. And at this Patriots. point, like, I don't want to go here, but could those teams overtake the Celtics? Yes. <laughs> like, could, <laughs> Do we have to start thinking about the Celtics maybe not making the
2: playoffs? Is that a possibility here?
1: I think that's a conversation Definitely. we'll have after the deadline, after the trade deadline.
2: Definitely a possibility, though. I mean, think about it. They're, they're one injury away from being uh, – They're
0: a legit injury. injury away from for that happening, yeah. John's like, and what did that point, happen? What conversation?
1: At that
3: point, happen? what happened? And, you know, what's the difference between making the playoffs and losing in that play-in round? Another Aaron Neesmith. Yeah. yeah. Another 14 <laughs> pick and, a, and another shot at a Neesmith-type player. So, right um, now, the Celtics would be picking 16th. So – they can start sinking below that. Uh, that's a James Young. Right um,
2: Everyone, pay very close attention to the uh, March Madness uh, starting tomorrow because right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I Lord. only
0: watch. I only watch when the Celtics have a good pick. Right here we you go. You might have a
2: better pick than you think. All
0: right. I, I, while I was gone, I did check in, and uh, Rob Williams' leg has not fallen off despite the 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 the, the minutes that he played tonight. That's what's uh, up. How was the knee? 26.
3: Was it a knee injury tonight? Shocking.
0: I don't know. What did it look There's like a little, to you? It was the hip, right, Bobby? Weird, Clearing Brad was it.
2: fine putting him in.
0: It looked like a little hyperextension situation, but he seems fine.
2: Yeah, he got and back he on, in there and
0: played the closing stretch. Not only did he stretch. seem
2: fine, just, can we just appreciate that stat line again real quick? 13 points, 14 rebounds, three assists, it was four tw- blocks. Yeah, Sorry?
0: It was, it's actually 27
3: <laughs> minutes. That's the second most he's ever played. Second most. Um, most of the season. Are you guys happy yet? Because this this is it right here. This is what you I mean, want. It's not a matter
0: of happiness at this point, Bobby. I was happier. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, who day. would not be happy with this for over thirty minutes? Like what? Right. What? What more can the guy? I mean, he's all. He literally is almost. I mean, what more can he do? The, that uh, sequence there. When he was like freaking Ed Reed playing free safety, when he was trapping and then <laughs> releasing back into the back towards the basket and picking off passes and blocking shots, who what who have you ever seen do who that before? It? Who does that? It? Was like Russell. That, that was unbelievable. That stretch, unreal. Belichick would be like, "Oh my god, he was unbelievable." Just the awareness to be able to jump out the trap to get back in the play. I mean, that was unbelievable there. Uh, just yeah, everything gotta, they did, the, the, the block shots, the assists. Again, another, I mean, big down the stretch, too. I mean, he know, had I think, a nice, I think we
1: all, nice
2: hands at the rim.
1: I think we all got to pitch in. And and we're going we're gonna to all pitch in and get Johnny a, 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 a Time Lord jersey. Put Time Lord so on the I, back of
3: it. I, I, I'm, I'm sick of playing the, the game back. that we fight over that because I do want to legitimately give him some props for the air strides that he's made, and that's rebounding. He's one of the best permanent rebounders in the NBA at this point. I didn't think he was that good of a rebounder last year, and particularly his rookie year. He didn't box out. He was just always going for the ball. Uh, The traps, there was a great trap against Utah, and then once they started pressing tonight, he was so active in space. So he's not just that rim protector anymore. He can get out and defend some shots. I thought he got out to the corner well tonight, and you're starting to see the things that make him such a great defender at this point. So – it's great to see him getting more minutes. It's great to see him earning more minutes and trust and all that stuff. The, the, and this is just what keeps creeping with him, and I know it has nothing to do with the injury concerns, but the minute he hits a season high, he takes a mean spill, and he's sitting in the locker room for 5, 10 minutes. It's, it, there's just all this injury stuff around him that gets so concerning once you finally start to unlock the promise of him. I, I thoroughly came back because that was legitimately scary when it happened. Yeah, I mean, I just like at this point,
0: you know, it's hard to like say like oh, he needed to play more in order to win. I'm just, I'll continue to be baffled about what any hesitation. I mean, Tice played less than Rob tonight. Tice couldn't have had less of an impact on tonight's game. I mean, it's, it's three I, three fouls, two turnovers, and zero points. One field goal attempt. I mean, I, I again, I, I every night we see like this. I am just. I'm baffled why it continues to be a conversation. You have a guy who literally looks arguably like the best player on the court at times. And we're arguing about whether he's, well, are we playing him too much? Play the F out of him, man. Like you're right, right now you're, you're dying for impact players. So I you mean, want to win, you, right? yeah. Every time you see glimpses, it's great, but this isn't an I told you so Rob game. It's just another, like, wow, this was another really good Rob. You're just seeing more. You're seeing him do more and more things and he's threatening threatening he's not there yet he's threatening to start posting guys up you see him kind of yeah. looking for it a little bit he's trying to catch he's thinking about going to the basket a little bit and just going up and under up and over with a little baby hook or something if he gets almost any of there. That, almost yeah. there any of that in his repertoire and an absolutely just quick trigger on a 12-foot baseline jumper if he gets it out there that's going to be Really interesting to see. You know, those are the next steps of offensive evolution where he's not just waiting for lobs and rebounds and stuff.
3: The first Rob post-up.
1: John, John got goals for for Robin already. He's setting goals. First,
0: oh, he might be tradable now.
2: I Wow. They make, it in, into an NFT. they make it into an NFT, and it goes for $10 million, the first Rob post-up.
3: Yeah. So I saw that against the Rockets. So he was catching in the post, turning and dunk. It was kind of like a Dwight Howard post move, but it worked. And he was able to dunk on a few guys with possession plays in the post. And that's something he had I had never seen from him before. So I see that as well, John. The passing is through the roof. His passing is Frankly, the most impressive thing about him, you wouldn't expect a guy who plays his role to be able to dish in the short role. He's a
0: daring passer too. Really yeah. tight windows. I mean, he's a very clever guy. Nobody, the way he sees it, he tries to squeeze it in. He even had one late in the one in the second half that resulted in a kick. But again, he like sees that little seam or a little lane, and he's like, I I got it there. I mean, you know, I'm not saying Walton yet, but I mean like that. He's a really really good passer.
3: Yep. Tough thing is they lost his minutes by 13. So this is all I'm pushing back on. It's all I've ever pushed back on with you guys with him because I love him. He's There's nothing to hate about this guy. He is a joy to watch. He's a substantial prospect. He was the steal of that draft probably at 27. But – I just never believe that if you push him the 30 minutes this team suddenly becomes like the 2 seed in the east and it's the only thing wrong here and that it's the most obvious move that they can make. Yeah, but Bobby, the we just want
1: to see him progress. Like like John wants to see him check those boxes. <laughs> play with him. the
0: starters. Yeah. Play with the run with the ones. Okay, what happened yesterday, <laughs> yeah. you know, when yeah. you didn't win some of the Rob minutes, because the, the Utah bench absolutely destroyed the Celtics bench, you know, so and Rob mm. was a victim of that plus minus is a shit stat because it doesn't it lacks context. It's a team stat as much as it is an individual stat. Sometimes you can point to a guy and be like, Oh, but more often than not, it has to do with the unit that you're playing with and what's happening at that point in time. So it is, you know, look, Sometimes we'll point to it and say, "Oh, he was plus this, and you know, in our favor." But it looks, the reality no, you're right. is, it
1: looks, it looks better when you provide context. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's it, it's 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 it, it. You need context with that stat. It, there's no question that the Rob William, the Rob's impact in his minutes is substantial. Oh, I, I don't care if he ends up a minus thirteen in this. His minutes were well. It, it's just impactful. my point
3: that once he starts playing higher leverage minutes against better players, with that starting unit in particular is what we saw against Utah. It unlocks them. It unlocks their. unlocks them, but it's not going to be the most overwhelming impact anymore. And what you've started to lose a little bit with him since they've been mixing and matching the bench is him and Pritchard had a pretty good thing going on with that bench unit against opposing ones. And him and Smart haven't completely been able to replicate in the Utah game. And then tonight, Pritchard's sharing minutes with Teague a little bit. So they, they don't have consistent lineups. And that, I think, hurts everybody involved. It's not yeah. a necessity, but I never think it's a good thing. I they, they can't commit to anything on any given night. Personnel's you know missing, guys so, aren't reliable. It's tough.
2: Another, an, another reason why I think we want to see Rob, and I think why a lot of people want to see Rob is when he's out there. I mean, and this is one of one of the questions I had about him going into the season was: Is he checked in? Is he fully invested? And in, is he is he going all out this season? I feel like he has been. I mean, I'm seeing yeah. a lot of I'm seeing a lot out of him. Um, you know, not this just is mentally, a really
3: good week for him,
2: but mentally. And like, honestly, that, that I think that's the issue. A lot of, a lot of fans have with this Celtics team is there's not enough of that. There's not a guys that look fully. There's not enough guys who look fully engaged for 48 minutes or, you know, for the time that they're out there. That's, that's my, my takeaway for one of the reasons why people want Rob out there. And in a game where Kemba Walker isn't out there to me, Kemba Walker is, is the leader of this team. Um, he sets the tone. He's got the positive energy. You see the effort on both ends. And when he's not out there, I think there's a noticeable difference in in energy on both ends. In, in like, the the idea or the feeling that these guys really want it, you know? And I, I think that's what really bothers a lot of fans is watching them just, you know, sleepwalk on defense and just chuck shots on offense. And, you know, then taken out. The hell is so damn funny.
1: I know why John's laughing though. No, it's not that, but no, no, that that's a good. We <laughs> you know good point, nothing, yeah.
2: Some comment, some comment.
1: Yeah, yeah, but no, that's a good point, Jimmy. No, it is. No, seriously, but I, I think honestly, no, screw you guys. Expect- screw you guys. No, Don't listen.
2: patronize me. Don't patronize I'm me. I'm not.
1: I'm with you. Not <laughs> you, buddy. <laughs> Hear me out. The difference is that with Kemba's out there, you're putting teams' defenses on their heels. Like that's the difference. I mean, whether he's killing it or not, and more lately. He's been killing him more times than he was before when he first, you know, came back from injury. But when he's attacking the rim, when he's pulling up with that three point, it, it just, it puts the defense in a space where they're not comfortable. And I think a lot of the times that's when Jason Tatum, whether it's Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown, you know, they get obviously they get better looks that way in transition and, and the, the offense flows better when Kevin's out there.
2: No, I get that. I just, to me, it's, it's sometimes it's the effort or it's like the sulking. And it's just the not playing defense. I think that I think it's a little contagious and Kemba does lead the team in smiles and may even lead the league in smiles on top of it all.
3: Well, the oh, tough yeah, thing forgot. about That's Kemba. Thing. Smile
1: stat. Smile stat. Smile,
2: smile
3: counter. Kemba's been so limited all year, whether it's these back to back. So Even the fact that he can't run 39, 40 minutes with Brown and Tatum on nights like this, I thought he was so critical With his facilitation, with the pressure he took off the Jays and a ball handling sense. And even what you mentioned, Jimmy, the fact or Joe Sway just mentioned it that it's a he's a threat. Teams take him seriously. Until the day he's out of this league, that Mm -hmm. dribble step back, those type of moves, defenses are gonna appreciate that and yeah, Yeah. bite on it. So that was such an important part of last year's team, his ability to play every single minute with those guys and have them all three of them on the floor together. And the more I think about this team this year, whether it's the exhaustion that has set in on the Jays, the Hayward loss, Kemba's injury status, uh, the depth like this is just such a brutal circumstance for this team this year. And it's, it's been a worst case scenario on all fronts. And I think all the little things like that guys moving in and out of the lineup, Kemba's, you know, five minute gap there with the starters that he can't, sustain with them. All that stuff is just adding up and they have really had such a small margin for error that I think their mental fatigue and maybe even like a, a disbelief in this team to some degree, they're losing more of those close games. I mean, look at Utah, look at how that game ended. They're losing those games because of all these things that have piled up on them. And I think that they just lack this mental edge two, three plays a night that could swing more of these games in the other direction. And I think what you see with the lack of pace, the urgency, getting on transition, they don't do that kind of stuff enough. That says all of that to me more than anything else. Like they could take advantage of more of these misses, more of these turnovers that they draw. but. I don't know. They just feel slow. And I think Jalen Brown said that after last night's game. They're slow to react. Like, things happen, and they don't react fast enough to it. They're just moving slowly, and mentally, they're a little slow this year. It's. Uh, Isn't that what you see on the screen? Like, they are uninspiring to watch. So uninspiring. Yeah. We were texting. Oh it, it's, a, it's a hard team to
0: root for right now. You know, there's no fight. And it's uh, not because
3: they're not good enough. And that's why I advocate a trade so much. What would pump this team up more than a guy coming in? They might just remember, not be good enough. Well, remember Jay Crowder, Jimmy? You mentioned this a couple of shows yeah. ago. He comes in after that trade. That team was, what, like 14 and 26 at that point, over 10 games under 500. And he comes in and just starts scrambling everywhere, freeing up Isaiah in the pick and roll with his screens, hitting threes if harrison barnes came in the door and started giving them that for 25 30 minutes a night then you think that would wake up this team a little bit and say all right we got we got what it takes
0: this whole the the team mentality sucks um it just i know what you're
2: saying bob that that is contagious so that's 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 the difference in dialogue
3: we're having right now and that's why i didn't like when gorman came out and ainge came out and they're like oh and even jeff source and the the whole thing around that that the jays can't get this done They are in an impossible situation, and I understand why it's wearing away at them physically and mentally. And those guys need a break. You guys admit as such. They need not only a night off, they need a guy who can take the ball, make plays for them, and make it easier for them. I know you want to hold them up to a Hall of Fame standard and say, if they're this great, they should be able to figure this out. But they're not LeBron James, and I don't think anyone was disillusioned that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum were LeBron
2: James are ever going to become that. Well, there's only one LeBron James, so yeah. the one. Only- and he's the, the only guy that LeBron. can bring
3: Mo Williams and Semi. O- Imagine LeBron with this team. Semi Oje would probably be scoring like 15 points a game.
2: <laughs> LeBron would carry this. The, 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 the Celtics would be in first place in the East if yes. LeBron was on this team. We, he's done that with the Cavs multiple times. Um, yeah, and again, so- we're
0: not comparing anybody to LeBron, but I mean, no, it, it's again. I, I I you know every time we have this conversation, and you know you're critical of the Jays. It's only because the standard high. The, the standard is high. We keep saying it is if they were, you know, if they were different, got there, are, there are players out there right now who could lead this supporting cast to, um, to, to a better record than this.
3: There is, it's a fact. I hate the front office mentality. You didn't give this team enough. So it falls on Brad criticism wise and you start blasting the players because they're not making the most out of the bad situation you handed them. I, I just think it's been so unfair what the Jays have gotten this year, and you know what they need to be better on defense. I fully agree with you guys on that front. But I, look, I,
0: I just, I, I just can't get there honestly. Like, it, it, they, fine, their depth is not great past like seven or so. But four. you're, it's look, four. I mean, at the end of the day, you're talking about two all-star players, Kemba Walker, a fringy all-star and an all-star starter last year, Marcus mm-hmm. Smart. That some people. ESPN had rated as their 38th best overall player in basketball heading into this season, <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, and, and, and Robert yeah, Williams, it's, right top now, heavy.
2: it's always been top heavy. It's uh, yeah. Tough, and Rob, but
0: also, and Robert Williams, who you know, Daniel Tice, who you like a lot, Bobby, Robert Williams, who's obviously playing, uh, you know, outstanding basketball right now, a couple of contributions from other guys. It's enough to be better than 20 and 20. I think we're, I think we're giving them too much rope. Um, and Tristan Thompson, okay. You have these are some you have professional basketball players on this team. It's not the best cast they've ever had, but give me a break. These are there, it's not like it's like Jason, Jalen, and five Grant Williams. That's not and who us. they're playing with. There's there is <laughs> well, en- you- there's enough talent on this roster to be way better than 20 and 20, and I think it's a total cop-out when we say that they oh, I feel so bad for what the Jays have been given. They absolutely have enough
3: on this team to be better than they are. So this is interesting to me because they have three centers, and you were right, John. You said very early in this season that they shouldn't have had three centers on this team and that mid-level shouldn't have gone to another center because they're missing a wing. There wasn't a great wing out there. We saw Jay Craddock got more money than the mid-level, I believe, and it was like Torrey Craig and guys like that. There weren't great wings out there but they need a guy at that four spot, whether they're going to go double big or whether they're going to keep spreading it out wing heavy. And I think they can succeed either way if the right personnel is there. So that's where you maybe have to start thinking about LaMarcus Aldridge. And I know they're interested in them. Oh, I don't think any of us are thrilled about it, but if you could, if you could replace Grant's minutes, Semis minutes with LaMarcus Aldridge, it'd be awkward. I think you'd still have some of the double big issues there, but that's a real deal for he can space the floor a little bit. I think he's just been kind of sulking a lot along What's with the cost? in a similar way. Nothing, no buyout, money. It's buyout.
0: buyout. Yeah, he's not coming here. I think,
3: I think the yeah, three why teams. How
2: would he come here?
3: Well, they're they're on the three teams interested in him. I think it was Portland, Boston, and one other team. So the interest isn't going to be strong for him because he has he hasn't looked great at all this year. So that's the kind of guy like Greg Monroe a few years ago that you maybe take a flyer on. Oh, Watch the Nets get him. Watch the
1: Nets get him. Greg Nets Monroe Nets him.
3: was so depressing.
1: The Nets, Greg the Monroe. Nets are looking at the Nets are looking at Joel Embiid. He was it's buyout
0: guy like, for some right? <laughs> We we cut him like four times during the year, and I didn't even know he was gone. I was like, oh, he's gone. I was like, he's here again.
3: So my, my point uh, is, how can we look at the situation and say, oh, there's nothing they could do to improve? So like, no additions going to help this team they need help so badly that who knows like a, a minor fringe guy. And I know like JJ Redick's been it. thrown around. Those guys can make a substantial impact. They, they could be better.
0: I, they I could, agree. They somebody could better can, today. Can they could be better today than they are now.
2: <laughs> somebody can help, but it going to help them enough. Is, is really,
0: they might not be conference finals. Good. They're better than 20. There's better. There's better For talent sure. than 20 and 20. I'm blaming the players. No, I that. Know that. They started in three. So yeah, everybody here desperately, like I said, is I, I, and that's the one place I don't think we're being too hard on Jalen and Jason. They should be. They should have been able to lead this cast of characters to better than twenty and twenty. Okay, so they're not doing it. Everybody here wants to kill Brad. I can't do the Brad conversation because again, it's a hard one to have. I, you know where I land on it. I am not. I, you. I don't know, you that, know. what they want
3: Brad to do at this point? Go out and hit five three pointers and swing. <laughs> what I, I'm else can
0: he do? What I'm saying is, if you get to the point that you acknowledge that the talent is good enough to be performing better than they are, then is you look. So. I believe so. I you believe, believe that, so. I believe so. I believe the talent on this team is that they they're better than twenty and twenty.
2: Yeah, I think most people would nobody re- would be nobody would be disappointed as disappointed as they are in the comments section right now, right? If if they all thought that oh well this is as good as they are. This is what we expected. Nobody expected this going into the season. Be real.
3: Yeah, I guess
0: I guess you have a point there. That's what I mean, is like this is still even by I was very worried about this season because I I thought the Hayward loss was going to be significant. I didn't think they did the right things to address any needs in the offseason. So it was just going to be. And then there was the Kemba concerns. I I thought they'd be worse. But this is by worse, it means they went to the conference finals last year. And if they were healthy, they'd probably get to the finals. So in my mind, this is a finals team that would have been worse this year by a little bit they're they're worse by a lot of bit. <laughs> they are right. way well, they're, worse. They're, this is a team that absolutely was going to the finals last year if Hayward doesn't get hurt. And they are battling for a playoff spot. It's disgraceful at this point. It's disgraceful.
2: Right. And I mean I I remember before the season started I was not super pumped about their roster, but even I didn't think that, you know, the playoffs would be in question. I didn't put them at the top of, of the East, but I, you know, I put them, you know, I think we all had them around like three or four in the East, you know, depending on how a couple other things sh- shook out. Um, and now it's like, we just talked about earlier. Like they could be looking, they could be in the outside, looking in in, in like t- a game or two.
0: Yeah. Let me ask so. you this question for real. If you go by it. Okay. Tristan, we can, we can debate whether or not he's been what was advertised, I think, a little less. Let's call it a wash, roughly the type of player you thought that you were getting. What's actually interesting, if you break down this team, like they lost Hayward. Obviously, that's a big deal. But both Tatum and Brown, at least statistically, they've raised the level of their play. Uh, Kemba Walker, in his last 10, 15 games, has been pretty flat over what he was, pretty close to what he was last year. Rob has made a huge leap. Tice is still Tice. Um, and... Pritchard gave you something you didn't exist. You could actually argue there were more positives you weren't
3: counting on from this season than there Ooh. are negatives. It comes it, and goes though, night in and night. I know, I, but I, still piles like, like, up. But still, yeah.
0: th- there's th- you got a couple things going in your favor you didn't count on to begin the year, which is Pritchard being a, a rotation ready, off the bench point guard and Rob Williams being center one. On this team you didn't count on either of those things and you have those two things going in your favor on top of a a, a team that has two it's been a month and a players half players and they're
3: still 20 and 20. i that I, again it's just what what the problem is it's coming in spurts tice had the like a three week stretch where he was outstanding pritchard obviously shot like 44 percent from three to start the year and he's probably more like 33 34 effort, the last month it's uh, effort and it's focus, and that
0: stuff, you put it on the players, but you also put it on the coach. You can't get a team to come out and play with effort. That's a problem. It's a problem, okay? And I know the Brad defenders are out there every night like, oh, well, Brad couldn't, you know, I guess they expected Brad to hit that three or Brad to hustle. No, but your team doesn't show up and scores 38 points against the Cavs in the first half and gives up 117 to the worst offense in basketball. That's effort. It's effort. It's effort. You know, that looks that that looks ill on the coach when you when your players come out there and, 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 and do this
1: over and over and over, over and over again. again. Right. Yeah.
0: And that's the fi- problem there is that's do what you're that you know, it's not Brad's a smart guy or a good X's and O's guy or a oh. good coach. It's a, the team is continually coming out and, 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 and laying eggs
3: like this. At some point you need accountability. Yeah, so that's the other thing, too. They're not going to they're not going to fire him no matter what. So that's another area of stagnancy. Maybe that would change things. I don't believe it would, but if you really think that would nail this team I and get them going. Know. I don't know, but you're starting he, to
0: work, you wanna put your finger on what's that. going on and when you see he this, you
1: get frustrated. Like
3: yeah.
1: I, I don't think you'd do that mid season with, with this team, you know, unless something really bad. <laughs> don't do it.
3: Happens. <laughs> You don't do anything this season. You don't trade. You don't do trades. You don't change the coach. You just go to how many games are they playing this year? Seventy-two. That's what, like 30, 36 and thirty-six. That's where that's where they're gonna finish. <laughs> sometimes the best
0: plan is to. Sometimes it's just look. No, no general manager is gonna come out and tell fans who you know. I mean, you want to pay. to You want you in a normal world. You want to pay to go see games and you want to support you and you want to care. You're not gonna tell them. We gave up on this season months ago. But the reality is they might have given up on this season months yeah. ago. And that happens. Mm-hmm. This absolutely is a thing in sports. They assess the roster and they say there's no friggin' way we're doing anything to improve this team. We're riding out the storm, and whatever mm-hmm. happens, happens, and we're gonna reset. And that that's part of life. That's part of sports. It, but they don't tell you that. Well, like, you imagine to that one that,
1: that one owner is just telling Danny, see yo, I told you. He's trash, man. I told you.
3: Can you no. imagine if for thirty-two <laughs> more nights we have to do the up and down where semi had hits six threes one night and the whole team's fixed and then the next night it's just this is why, comments
0: This is why I don't do apology cams, okay? Because one day later I'm gonna want it to, I'm gonna want it back, okay?
3: Oh, this season. If they if they just keep riding this wave, oh it's gonna be a long ride to the finish. just oh, this wave this is- because we know what's gonna happen. They're gonna go thirty-six and thirty-six and lose in round one. That's what's gonna happen. We can predict it now. Yeah, well now I that mean, the, now is, the Heat have a reason, definitely. <laughs> they better try to avoid I mean, that. Forget a reason. <laughs> they have to do whatever
2: they can to avoid that matchup. So
3: Beyond a they're nine and one in the last ten. Yeah. They're getting healthy. Yeah. Jimmy post COVID, they've been great yeah now
1: jimmy's back that's what it is jimmy, yeah, when jimmy
3: came back they got they, they got good again and tatum's still talking about covid so it, it's when was the last time him. he said something i think last it was night. yesterday yeah yeah no. he, he said still he still doesn't him. feel himself yeah it's not good and that's that's another factor in this season it's almost like the patriots Like, can you put it all on Cam getting COVID? But there was a lot of weird stuff that went wrong with that team that you say, it was just not only were there roster issues with that team, but a lot of weird stuff happened. And it was a similar COVID year where you just say, wow, a lot of, a lot of, Bad stuff happened this year, and maybe that's just a circumstance of all that. The
2: GM of that team screwed up royally too last season.
3: (laughs) But so that's why I don't like firing Brad, because I think this year is so weird. And I've said this across sports, frankly. I mean, in college, coaches, coaches have been fired left and right. Teams are doing buyouts. You look at those situations and you say, this is a weird year. So you're going to make these drastic moves, change your front office, change your coach situation because of a weird year where just stuff's – nothing's normal and you're going to approach it like normalcy. That's why. That more than anything is why I'm against firing Brad because I think he has a proven track record over seven years before this of coaching outstanding. And this year, just because it got wacky, injury struck, COVID struck, COVID hits. They have an awful schedule. You're going to fire a coach over that. Now, if they miss the playoffs, we'll right, see. Doc. That would okay, be unacceptable. Doc Rivers.
1: But. All right, Doc, tell him. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my like god!
1: You got canned. <laughs> but that's fair.
3: I gonna, we, we, No, I we're agreed with not the, doing I didn't, a, we're I didn't not doing like a the Clippers firing Doc. I thought that was dark. a bad move.
1: That was like verbatim what he said, literally. That, that was his speech.
3: No, yeah, that was kind <laughs> yeah. of where I pulled that from, too. Like, a lot of people have been talking about that. But again, you know what you know truth. what
2: Bobby you know what Bobby Bobby if Doc lost that locker room or if they tuned him out nobody was really saying oh Doc can't Doc can't coach anymore he just couldn't coach those guys anymore for whatever reason and he's he's doing a hell of a doc a hell of a job in Philly so again I mean you might not have agreed with it and maybe it felt unfair and maybe Doc was pissed about it but I I'm pretty sure he's okay with how it turned out and I, I'm pretty sure maybe the Clippers probably are too. Here's, a really thing. Job. Here's an underrated aspect
0: of coaching, okay? The, your coach is the leader, okay? You're there, and you're used to things going a certain way, and then one day they're not going that way, and you look around for answers. And when the guy doesn't have the answers, even if it's not his fault and even if there's nothing humanly possible he can do to conjure answers and you keep going out there and then you walk off with your head hanging low after losing to the Cleveland Cavaliers, you start <laughs> to lose some faith. That stuff happens. It's real. You're looking for, like, make this better. You know, do the thing that you do. which is Coach and make us better. And when the results aren't better, even if it's really the personnel or a bunch of other issues that don't have to do with the coach, you start to lose faith in the message. It happens. You know, like, it could happen to anybody, even the best Mm -hmm. coaches out there. Like, why does Bill Belichick work? He's an asshole. He's tough to play for and all of that stuff. But at the end of the day, you're rewarded because you're like, wow, he did put us in the best position to, w- right. to win. But and when you're consistently play. playing bad basketball and you don't feel you're in the best position to win, you wonder is it the right You road end road? up
2: like it, Matt Patricia.
0: Yeah, right. I mean, it doesn't work so when when the no. coach, when you're not you, you and again, it's not I'm not blaming him. I'm just saying players sometimes we use the term tune out. I don't know if that's the right word, but sometimes it just he doesn't make the impact necessary to to, to 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 push the team in the right direction. I don't know yeah. if that's happened, but that's I, a that's a tough we,
1: phrase. I, well, to keep the, to keep the comparison going with Doc, real quick, I just want to get this in there. Um, you know, one of the Sorry, quotes right that stood out. Of out, out to me, one of the quotes? On, Jimmy. One of the quotes that stood out to me, like a week removed, was was when he said, "Listen, when a team, when when the conversation is being had about if the team is better moving forward, or how can he fix things." That's when you know it's time to go. So, I mean, I keep yawning. Brad, Brad <laughs> could reach that point at the end of the season. I mean, we talked about that, you know? And I think Brad could be in a space where, he, or at least Danny could be in a space where he thinks, listen, if we're having this conversation and if it's getting to a point where we're not quite sure or, or or Brad's not quite sure what the next big move is to fix things, then that's a conversation to have where, okay, well, the next step is who's a potential replacement? But I don't know if the this has reached that point. I, again, that's an off-season conversation. I mean, we got to see this team through.
3: Yeah, to continue that comparison. More? If you're like if you if you like the Clippers and you just move to the next guy down yeah, the I think bench. You
1: started it too, right? I don't know, Bobby did. Bobby said,
3: if you just move to the next guy down the bench, Jay Laranega, what's going to change, here? Oh, man. Tylo Tyloo hasn't changed too much about the Clippers this year. I know they've had spurts, but they're still an awful fourth quarter pretty, team. I was
0: pretty it. freaking certain moving from Claude to Cassidy wasn't going to make a difference, and the Bruins immediately played like a different team. You know? Different, different and sport. I'm saying is sometimes it's a different approach. It's a different mentality. It's just new life. It's something. I'm not saying do it, and I'm not saying Laranega is the answer. What I'm saying is you may just be in a situation where – It just isn't working, any like we're just looking for some level of accountability. I'm only talking about the effort. When you see the team play dead ass like they have been uh, uh, (laughs) too many, too many occasions, you know, I I, I, I may blame the players first, guy, absolutely, but somebody has to be able to get something out of these guys, you know. All right, John. Let me
1: ask you this: What about the Indiana University stuff? All that talk, all that, all that noise from the NCAA? Oh, he's going. Well, what I mean by that is that, is, is there an effect on the players on that? Are the players thinking to themselves, oh, here we go again? They probably
3: don't even know what happened. <laughs> all
1: right. All right. Well, I think well, players are a little bit. bit. I think- maybe some of them are like, you know what, Brad? Maybe that's the move for you. You know, and, and, and let's go into the Cleveland game and let's play your game plan and see where it takes us. And then at the end of the day, like we've seen so many times throughout the course of the regular season, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum say, ah, oh, seven-point seven game, fourth quarter.
3: We're just gonna take management into our own hands. there's a the, chance. That's the chance Romeo Langford
2: doesn't even know his
3: old coach got fired. <laughs> like I I wouldn't the be players sad.
2: are are thinking about the uh, trade deadline before they're thinking about uh, Brad probably right now.
3: Romeo.
0: Romeo. All right.
2: Just to continue the comparison, just a little bit longer. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, i don't know. <laughs> The last thing. The last
0: oh, thing. What do you <laughs> have? <What? laughs>
2: the last thing on Brad with this phrase. So
3: two basketball. Nuts. <laughs> two, two. nuts That's a hard, hard phrase to hammer down because I think the Ooh, people say they're executing the plays and they're doing the X's and O's and even tonight they played the zone pretty well and they did a lot yeah, of the things. The press they down the stretch. So it's not like they're they're going out there. 2019, there was a little bit of, and Terry Roger said that they weren't doing the game plan. They were just doing their own thing out there. I don't think that's the case this year. But on certain nights, are they just like, yeah, whatever, and they tune it out, and they're not as committed? I think that's more of a situation we have here where they're not tuned in every night. It's not like three weeks ago they said, screw Brad, I'm done with him, and every single night since they've been out on him. I think it's more of an ebb and flow thing. Like like Jimmy
0: said earlier, and this is something I always look out for. Sometimes it's what people don't say that's a bigger issue than what they do say. And you know, you you have not heard the you know those ringing endorsements and the in Brad we trust sort of stuff right. and like Brad Brad's the best coach in the league, and he's going to write the ship, and we have total faith. Like you don't hear it, um, which doesn't mean they don't think it, but. When you do hear it, it reinforces it. So, again, the silence sometimes speaks volumes, you know? Uh, You know, and so you're not hearing tons of that um, there, but... I don't know. It's it's a tough conversation to have. I, I always have a different time having it because you don't know deep down what it's like in the locker room, what's the real issue. There could just be problems with select players in there that they can't get to work and do the thing that they want to do, and he's Brad's banging his head against the and Jalen and Jason are trying to do everything they can behind the scenes, and it's just not working. So it's just Man. not it's – it's a hard one to judge. That's It really is um so I, I i don't know but we're we're past an hour here we got sacramento on friday it's a school night jimmy checked out like 30 minutes hey, ago
3: real quick dude, like, you I,
2: think, I, can't stop, really I can't stop yawning dude
3: i know i know we touched on it briefly but what did you guys think of that pj tucker trade is that gonna is that gonna do anything i don't think it doesn't no, think.
1: Bro. the better question is what do we think of that hat on your head
3: bobby yeah. Yeah. Jeez, <laughs> what's
2: that hat say what's that so hat people did
3: you get that hat from it, so people who keep asking in the comments, it's St. Patrick's Day. It's a, it's a, I got it for buying a Guinness. So I just took it and wore it. That, I've been wearing it ever since. that
2: Guinness on, on the hat?
3: No, so it was the rest You restaurant. have A Oh, bar, Rag-
2: pub. Ragland.
3: Ragland
1: Road. Yeah. Hey, no free Ragland pub. Boat. No free pub. No free publicity.
2: Where is yeah. that? Oh, is that in Ir- – Is that in? wait a second. Is that in um, Florida? Yeah. Yeah, Orlando, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know my – I know my bars,
1: man. Yeah. How did you I know my, my Irish bar? That? Yeah. What the? What? Dude, There's that's five an elite. That that's in an... of those across the country. What are the chances <laughs> you <laughs> nailed that one right there? That's bro? an
2: elite Irish bar in the uh, Disney World area. Yep. What's it and
1: called? Uh, I uh, like, yeah. other seven patties across the country.
2: <laughs> I got
0: <it laughs> more. Uh, very nice. Um couple other. So i zero fucks about this conversation. No. <laughs> well, I, I hate St. Patrick's Day. No, if it's a Greek
2: holiday. We have to do forty-five no, minutes. On. I
0: hate, I hate amateur hour drinking holidays. I'm a professional drinker. Ah, uh, Okay. These,
2: okay. I'm a, I'm oh, a prof- okay.
0: I'm a professional drinker. This is I'm an a amateur drinker. A homeless, and only one guy box. has
2: been drunk on the show.
3: And this is an. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, you have it's it's half it's half that john for the people who just wear That's, a green shirt and grab some beers it's an amateur it's, hour holiday my, if you love ireland This this is the other half it. but
0: so i think i was dying for them not to be born on this ridiculous holiday where they'd have to go out <laughs> and celebrate it with these friggin
3: drunken you know just, just hold close? on
2: honey one more day one more yeah. day
3: I will say that St. Patrick's Day parade in Boston is a mess. You're right about that. John. It's a mess. Oh, <laughs> I man, went to that once. I went to that parade yeah, once and I said no. yeah. I-, I went to that parade once and I said, never again. This is Oh, this you're is a lot life. of
2: fun. This guy's blasting. <laughs> no, I used to crush the, the float. I used to crush Saint Patrick's Day holiday in Boston. I haven't obviously this year and last year we didn't get to, but I understand it. So that is a very sloppy day. You have to do it the right way. You have to have like a somebody you know has to live there. You have to have a cool house party. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be stuck in the parade or anything like that. You got to The, the, that the, spot the key thing. The key thing. About. Everyone watching who's going to be at the St. Patrick's Day parade next year, you got to know when to leave. You got to know when it's time to go. You start early. You end early. Did I get to Self yeah. uh, self imposed maybe. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he just, just, a, a,
0: just a brief timeout, and a couple, and a couple, <laughs> yeah. of, and a couple glasses of water. That's it. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. I got uh,
2: a couple texts.
0: We mentioned this briefly. I normally don't do this, but I did want to say because I mentioned the best days in Boston, and one of them is the Boston Marathon. And today, anybody who grew up in Boston has to know who yeah, this so. is. Okay, yeah, um, yes. So Dick Hoyt passed away Legendary. at eighty. Uh, and again anybody who grew I grew up on the marathon route um, uh, this is every time that they would go by is the most inspiring uh, moment of the race for anybody who doesn't know 32 marathons with his son Rick who uh, was a quadriplegic born with cerebral palsy and he ran it he ran the marathon 32 times. He, they did three Ironmans. He ran one marathon with his son in two hours and 40 minutes pushing the chair. The last one they did was 2014. This wow. was obviously one of the, like the massive highlights of any uh, Boston mm-hmm. Marathon and anybody, if you were here, it mm-hmm. one of the things that inspired me to run the marathon, uh, it just, and. Uh, Dick Hoyt passed away today at the age of 80. So, uh, an inspiring story, uh, you know, a true athlete, a terrific father and a million different things there. And it just a piece of Boston. If you grew up here, that this is something that like this meant a lot. So this one shook me a little, this is one of those where you feel it, um, yeah. t- today. So this was, I uh, just wanted to give a, a quick shout out to, uh, to the Hoyts and Dick Hoyt and anybody, whoever, uh, you know, experience that, you know, you know how special that was. So that was something that, uh, that, that happened today. Great call, sure. John. That's a good, tr-
2: that's a good tribute. Yeah. yeah. Um, there, I think there's a statue of him too, along the route, um, that, that was put up, um, you know, some, some amount of years ago. Um, so you can, you can definitely look that up and I'm sure you can find it, but when they were racing and I've been a, so many, you're right, John, that's the best day of the year. Talk yep. about a a marathon for everybody, involved, not just the,
0: the people I,
1: running.
2: I've
0: had I've had fourteen hour drinking marathons, and I've yeah. run it. Um, yeah. You know,
2: <laughs> which which one's harder? I don't
0: know. <laughs> the, 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 the drinking know the from, the from eight a.m. To, to midnight might be harder than, than running it. <laughs>
2: right, and uh, when when they when they're going. That's one of the loudest cheers you hear the, you yes.
1: know, the yeah, entire. you would
0: wait for it right? wherever spot you were yeah, in. you
1: knew exactly where they
0: were. Exactly, and you would wait for that to happen. Mm-hmm. And every time you'd get, and I got chills now. You get, you get the chills every
3: time they passed. You know, mm-hmm. it was it's just pro- amazing to see it. Yeah, it's probably the closest thing you could. And if you get to run it, I ran in 2018. And it's the closest thing you can get to actually being in like a professional sport event because yeah. of the crowd. You get to hear what it's like to be like on the T garden and have the crowd going nuts it's it's special for sure yep. Well, wow, i guess um, me and
2: Joe Sway have to run it
1: you down
0: yeah i'm retired i ran it in 20 in 08 and 09 and that, that's that's it. <laughs> I it's all,
1: it, it that's about it that's, that, that's it that's all, all it. My, resume, my running resume but no yeah that's a great shout out john uh the hoyts actually when i was in elementary school they actually visited us and it was pretty cool because obviously we you know you grow up and you keep seeing them year after year you know Doing the race and i just thought it was just so special for them to do that last one after the bombing and uh yeah like you said man everyone looks out for them and you, you know you you hear the crowd you could tell when they're coming you know when they're getting close and um you know it's it's actually shout out to, to cedric maxwell he actually uh brought that this they, they you know honored uh the hoyts during the broadcast and, and, and max told a pretty cool story about that too about how you yeah. always he'd always look out for them every year Cause he actually didn't live too far from the, uh, the, the route. And he would try to, uh, check in every year at some point throughout the route.
3: That's, yep. that's something we've missed the last few years. It's like, when, when are they finally going to have that marathon again? They keep it's talking in October. The it's and... coming in
0: October. It's a shorter field, but I mean, by that point, um, there could be people out there, uh, again, the Hoyts haven't run it for several years, but it just feels like they were there all the time. So, yeah. um, that was, was a that was a tough one. Oh, um, as far yeah. as tonight again the Celtics lose. Um, there's not a ton to say about it. They're 20 and 20 on the year. Sacramento on Friday. This is the uh, this is the game where you trap Harrison Barnes at the garden and you
3: never let him leave. <laughs>
1: We're gonna do
3: more Harrison Barnes talk on Friday. Scouts
1: in locker rooms, guys. You know, you're gonna see it.
2: Well, we got a little Larry Nance preview tonight. Yeah,
0: Nance played a nice game. I, I don't think they're giving him up. I don't think he makes a difference, but again, some <laughs> you. Again did. what is
3: what does make a difference mean? He's yeah, not gonna I'm lead not going them to the
0: win. championship, but he would help a lot. He would help. So that's it. We'll wrap it up uh for Bobby and his funny hat. And uh yeah. And Bobby, uh, day on? Day on? Yeah. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Nothing.
1: <laughs> like he got one of those like old 60s hats or whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh,
3: yeah, you'll like see the hair again on Friday. Thank you he guys for like watching. Subscribe,
0: like subscribe, 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 subscribe to our YouTube channels. There's a lot of ways you can go with that hat. Yeah. That's true. Bring a friend to the show next time, okay? Thank you guys for joining, and we'll see you.